Hello and welcome to the Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And we are doing a Once More Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we're doing Season 5, Episode 5, No, no Place, Place Like, like home. home. This episode originally aired October 24th, 2000, written by David Petrie and directed by David Solomon. Over to you, Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Yep. Uh, so, Eddie, what was it like for you revisiting this episode and watching it again from when you first watched it? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, uh, you know what? We find out exactly what Dawn is, finally. Mm. Um, actually, I these days, if they had something like this in their plot line, they would have dragged this out a lot longer. Yeah, well, it's a quarter of the season, so we're in episode five of, what, 22 episodes, 20, 20 episodes? So it's nearly, yeah. nearly a quarter of a way through, I guess, so it's long not enough. Re- not really. No? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this like, gets straight into the arc. Like, we meet, we're pretty much introduced to the big bad, uh, Glory. Glory. Gloria, Gloria, Glory. No. Uh, we only, I think she's only really referred to as the Beast mm. in this episode. Yeah, and what else do they call her? Um, something that cannot be named, <laughs> <laughs> the evil that cannot be named. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Was that mentioned earlier, or the evil, or the first evil, or something? Or no, oh. no, it was something that Giles said. It was, yeah. Well, just an off-the-cuff thing you just said. Oh, it had to do with the orb that they found was used as protection from some evil that couldn't be named. Oh, referring and to this evil. Yes, referring to the beast, Glory. Yeah. yeah, so we don't get any little minor baddies. No, yeah, all. no minions. No minor baddies. It's just straight into the arc. Um, I always find that, like, as I said before, I'm not a huge fan of season five. Mm-hmm. Made that very clear. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, like, I think season five definitely has more of a narrative. Like, there's less of the, there's hardly any of these one-off episodes. Mm-hmm. And they're all, they, I don't know, it kind of feels a little soap opery. some of these episodes. Like, um, I think all the drama with Riley and Buffy mm-hmm. sort of adds to that. Uh, also, also the fact that you don't know what's going on with Joyce, and it's just been constantly all the way. Like the past five episodes has been had all of these those things in it, and nothing's really come to a head. Yeah, so all those things they're setting up are starting to sort of pay off now, and or develop. I should, yeah, quite, should, develop. should say, yeah. Like it's just con- all these little threads that they're constantly developing. Mm-hmm. Like even Anya, as well. That's. They, they, I feel like they're fleshing her character out a bit more. She's no longer just the girlfriend. <laughs> or just there. Yeah, or just there. <laughs> she's Xander's girlfriend and she's just there and sometimes she's rude. Hmm. Uh, she's definitely getting a bit more character development now. And yeah. I, I, I really like Anya in season five. Yeah. She is actually, when they do develop her a bit more. Yeah. Uh, did you want to get into yeah, the Yeah, sure. Summary? Get into the summary. Yeah. Two months prior to the events of the episode, three monks rushed to perform a ritual while a powerful force of some sort threatened them. In the present, Buffy stakes a vampire outside an abandoned building and then gets caught by the Night Watchman. 
As she turns to leave, he tells her not to forget her glowing ball, which Buffy does not recognise but takes to investigate. Buffy makes breakfast for her mum, who is still suffering from unexplained headaches. Joyce fawns over Dawn, which leaves Buffy feeling like an outsider. Giles' big opening at the magic box is less than successful at first, but eventually the magic shop gets to be so popular that he cannot handle it all on his own. Buffy presents the orb to Giles, but he cannot explain it right away. While picking up a prescription for her mother at the hospital, Buffy runs into Ben, restraining an agitated patient to a gurney. She recognises the patient as the night watchman from the previous night. A monk works on a blueprint in an empty building just as the beast smashes through a large steel door, revealing itself to be a supernatural blonde female. The beast ties him up and tortures him for information about the key. Buffy assumes that something supernatural is causing her mother's headaches. Anya recommends to Buffy that she perform a spell to reveal any spells that may be affecting her family. Buffy performs a ritual in her bedroom, then walks around her house looking for anything unusual. Nothing appears weird about her mother, but Buffy sees Dawn's image flashing in and out of pictures around the house. When Dawn enters a room, Buffy sees Dawn fade in and out too. Buffy physically assaults and threatens Dawn, realising that she is not her sister. Giles calls Buffy to tell her about the orb, the dragon sphere, it is for protection from an unnamed evil. Buffy returns to the abandoned building in hopes of finding more information. Buffy finds the monk and comes up against the beast, who quickly proves too strong for Buffy to handle. After taking quite a beating, Buffy is able to escape with the monk. In his last moments of life, the monk warns Buffy that she must protect the key. They sent the key to the Slayer in the form of her sister and it is now an innocent human who does not know she is the key and who needs the protection of the Slayer. When Buffy returns home, she apologises to Dawn and the two girls can relate, at least on one subject, their concern for the mother. The end. Maybe a round of applause is a bit inappropriate for that. <laughs> Just a tiny little tiny bit. Tiny little bit. Yeah, so where do I start? Uh, let's start with, okay, so we get the introduction of Claire Kramer, who is playing Glory or referred to as the Beast in this, and she gets a fantastic entrance. Yeah, <laughs> like literally she, bashes the door like down. kicks <laughs> down a steel door in her high heels and slip dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not what you expected no, that door. no, not really. And no. the first thing you said was... Your entrance was good, his was better. How can she do that in those shoes? <laughs> <laughs> she has these tiny little... Yeah, like yeah. these very, like, how would you put them? Like they're oh, these like little high sandal, heels, your sandal high heel thing. Yeah, these so. sandaly stiletto heels that look like they would break hmm. at any minute. Yeah. <laughs> and they do. It looked like she'd break if you, walk, if you walked at a... At a slight stroll or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hmm. They weren't fighting shoes. No, they weren't, no. <laughs> they weren't kicking down door shoes, <laughs> that's for sure. So is she is she actually that form or is that a form we just see of her though? Or is that a spoiler? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, so she's we'll probably not really re- wearing those heels then? Can that be explained maybe? No, no, she is. Oh, she is, okay. Yeah, she does have to wear... She is physically there. Okay. Right. But I mean, is it like, is it a uh, telepathic thing where we're not seeing her real form? No, no, you are but seeing, yeah, okay, yeah, you are seeing right. her real form. Okay. 
Yeah. No, that doesn't explain it then, does it? No. <laughs> Very no, strong no. heels. No, no, she just really likes shoes. Right. <laughs> she's just she's just a really superficial narcissist. Right. Can, can I start off just saying one thing? And one thing I felt was she, mm. about her character is she meant to be the character of a crazy ex girlfriend or something? I don't think I don't know, but yeah, that you could easily take that as that kind of crazy ex. The, the way trope. she's uh quote unquote torturing that uh monk mm. and she's begging for him to tell <laughs> where yeah. the key is. It seems And then she goes on like this little rant. Yeah, yeah. Uh kind of speaking mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very she's meant to be very unhinged. Yeah. Uh but you know what? Glory, she is a fan favourite. Oh like, really? She's a fan favourite. Yeah. Uh, Claire Crame is also really popular on the Comic-Con circuits. Okay. All right. Uh, and I think she even she, – she's a she's an absolute nerd as well. Oh, good. So, <laughs> so she's – yeah. People so you're saying her. there's a chance, is it? <laughs> oh, no. Just, uh, yeah, the fans love her. Like, she's really good. All I'll say, she's really, really good to the fans. And okay. she's really, really good oh, to, that's the, nice. to the fandom. Good for her. Uh, and – yeah, I think I think she's part of the reason that people really like season five, even though I think season five's a bit messy. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, and you know, and it's I think it's you know when she does that little cartoonish approach towards Buffy. Yeah, where she's like sneaking up on her, and does a little <laughs> shush signal, and you know, sneaking up on her. Uh, it's it's a really quick scene, but it tells you everything you need to know about <laughs> Glory. <laughs> She's completely fucking insane. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and and Buffy, like that entire fight scene, like Buffy has almost become so cocky mm. uh, since kind of getting a bit more in touch with her Slayer powers. Uh, she's really caught off guard by Glory. Which is a sense of irony there, isn't there? Yeah. Considering everyone underestimates her because she's yes. a pretty young girl with blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. Oh, you're just a little girl, you know, what are you going to do? You know, and she does that to her. Yeah. And basically got her ass handed to her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think my favorite thing is when Glory's like, you hit me. What are you, crazy? You can't go around hitting people. <laughs> And Glory, Glory then goes, oh, I've just realised something. You've got superpowers. And then she's like, can you fly? Oh, <laughs> and, then yeah. and then throws her across the room. It's a great battle. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Balls to the wall, that one, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So as I said, like, Glory is a enjoyable. She is actually quite an enjoyable part of season five. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll look forward to more Gloria. Oh, Glory. Glory. Uh, we should talk about, you said the other day, maybe we should talk about the, the name of the episode. The name of the episode. So this one's called No Place Like Home. Okay, so we're going for the Wizard of Oz yes. references? Yes. Okay, so what are the Wizard of Oz references? Well, oh, wait, let me guess. If you watch this with... Well, with she's got her little red shoes. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Is this also one of those things where if you watch it with the Wizard of Oz, it pairs up at the same time? No. Well, you have to watch it twice, though. No. <laughs> no? No. No? No, nothing like that? Okay. No. Oh, oh, you watch them backwards twice. No. 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 Okay. All right. No. 
No, it's the fact that Glory is trying to get home. Oh, and where's home? Well, you'll eventually find hell. that out. <laughs> well, a version <laughs> of Go it. to hell. I'm trying. <laughs> Does that line come up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's she's trying to find the key because that's the way that she can get home. So she's pretty much Dorothy searching for the wizard. <laughs> right, okay. Um, sort of, yeah. All right. Yeah. And there was a wizard in this episode. Giles was the wizard. Yes, yes, he was a wizard. Yeah. Buffy never lets him have any fun with dress-ups, does, <laughs> does, does she? No, no. The moment he wears a costume, she poo-poos it. Yeah. She's like roll, rolls her eyes. and Rolls her eyes and uh, yeah. at least... um. Willow was like, oh, yeah. was he wearing it? Like, she was all into it, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so what other references? Is that it? Yeah, that's all. That's it. <laughs> all right, then. Moving on. What else you got for us tonight, Eddie? All right. Buffy and Riley. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to always say Riley. Riley, yeah. What did he do now? <laughs> he needs to go off and... Oh. Smash some walls or something. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. He's. I'm going to go punch some holes in the wall. <laughs> no, he was just going to go use Buffy's gym to work, let off some steam, so to speak. Let off some steam, Bennett. Uh, yeah, so they're still not talking about their issues. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and Buffy, if you notice, reverts to being physical with him. When she can see that he's been feeling in, insecure, yeah, uh, you know, and it's that trying to close the distance by being physical with someone to try to kind of ignore the issues that are going on. Right, physical? You mean sexual? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's like she kisses him, like you know, and then the parallels that came with come with. Um, Buffy's relationship with Angel was that Buffy and Angel had like they had they didn't because she couldn't do that physical intimacy with Angel. They always had like she always went to Angel with her issues. She was always yeah. talking to him. They always had really good communication, and I just she just doesn't have that with Riley. Just not that perfect relationship. She can't have the physical relationship with Angel, mm. but she can have it with Riley. But she can't have the she can't yeah, and she can't have the intellectual relationship that she has with well, Angel. She had with well, Angel. she had with Angel, and she yeah. So there's like two parallels of that relationship, I suppose you can sort of compare. Yeah, as I said, we're just con- like the issues with Riley and Buffy just keep continuing on from this point out. Mm. Like, I think they barely had any screen time together as well this mm. episode. Yeah, oh, look, he was hardly in this episode and it was just him getting upset because Dawn pretty much outs Buffy saying that she doesn't want him to go patrolling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why he wants to go punch holes in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Buffy also said that he's like all weak and kidney. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> rubbing salt on that wound, yeah, eh? Yeah, it was probably a bit of a nasty... Comment to me. Yeah, jeez. Um, Read a room, fucking Dawn. God. Yeah, she does it a lot. <laughs> she, like she'll do that a lot. Hmm. The um, there's a lot of these moments where you just want to tell Dawn to shut up. Is that a new segment? Shut up, Dawn. Uh, it could be, to be honest. <laughs> like, 
Like, there's a lot of these moments when you're like, oh, my God, shut up, Dawn. Please. Speaking of Dawn. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, you know, we, you know, they do that fake out again. The, yeah, I know, the misdirection. The misdirection. Here's tea for you, Mum. Yeah. This I very, just made it for this you. It's very <laughs> ominous. Um, you know, when Buffy's going to do the spell, like she's trying to interrupt it. When Buffy's on the phone with Giles, she's like lurking in the background. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, very much. I think Buffy says, you know, mum will be home soon. And she's like, you stay away from my mother. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a few scenes in there where the, she's made these ominous statements with a very cold look on her face as if she's up to something. Mm. <laughs> Intentionally misdirecting the audience into thinking she has nefarious intentions. I think the tea one's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I made you. She's just standing there with a tea going, I made you some tea, Mum. With a completely blank look on her face as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, so some theories on why Dawn is so annoying. I was reading, like, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole. On oh, this. okay. It is rabbit hole. Yeah, go on. And it's because if you see, like, because she's created by the three monks, they've just created an idea of what a teenage girl a is. A teenage girl is. <laughs> <laughs> they don't actually know what a real teenage girl would be like. So well, you feel just like a- you have some real fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And some of the things she well, says. Yeah, so you would think that the. Might have leaned a bit more into that if that were the case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think that's quite the case. I, I just think it was the fact that she was written younger mm. and then they cast Michelle Trachtenberg, who was 14 and not 12 or 11, yeah. that they'd written it for. So, yeah. Anyway. Mm. Okay. I just thought that was an interesting little fact. Theory. Theory. Fact theory. Uh, so the magic shop from now on will be their sort of their place of, um, their meeting place will be the magic shop. Yeah. So they sort of need a new one, don't they? So. Yeah. And which so is, I mentioned it's good. It can sort of invite other sort of storylines or people come in with something or, you know, does yeah. it? Uh, yes. Yeah. The magic shop does become a very big set piece yeah. for the show. I feel like it always it constantly looks different as well. <laughs> <laughs> they keep changing the set, do they? Yeah, I, I swear they do, but they probably don't. Right. But the shop is enormous. Yeah, it's I don't, huge. I don't remember it being that big. Mm. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Giles gets very overwhelmed very quickly. Mm. It starts shop. off really slow. He's so wrapped about having his first customer. Mm. Thank you, come again. He's like at the end. <laughs> Uh, at at the start and by the end of it, it's just chaos. Yeah. I never see a shop like that so busy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lots of spells going on in uh, Sunnydale, by the looks of it. Yeah. Uh, and as I said, Anya gets a bit more screen. Yeah, she gets a bit more screen time in this episode. Mm, yeah. Um, we find out that she's run out of money. So she must have had some sort of savings or some sort of. Money, yeah. yeah. There must have been some some sort of amount of money that she had when she was a demon hmm. uh, to use when she was human, uh, and it, I'm guessing that that has run out. <laughs> well, she probably just like never spent it. Maybe because she just never had any human desires or needs. 
So whatever money she probably just yeah, took off she, people. Yeah, but, but she, she used to have to turn into a human, so she would need some sort of... But apart from some clothes, like there's no desire. She wouldn't need to go out to the club. She wouldn't need to... Well, no, you know, she would because that was a way that she used to get a lot of her... Okay, but it's still the human desires. Like she wouldn't need to go on holidays and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying that buy a car or stuff. You know, there's like yeah, those yeah. big human... Or have a phone, have a you know, she wouldn't need that stuff. Yeah. So she wouldn't need to be paying bills and exactly. So house. she probably wouldn't need that much. She probably could just live off what money she took from her victims, and yeah, that was enough to get her by. Yeah, but yeah, she is right in her element in hmm. the magic shop, uh, except for when dealing with customer, customer relations. <laughs> customer needs relations. to be desired, I think. Uh, but she's also very, very knowledgeable. Like, she's the one who suggests the spell to Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she um, is, like, suge- doing all these suggestions to Giles on mm. running the business. Should they be – I'm not really sure. I'm just thinking about it now. Kind of like a gun shop. Like, if you're a gun shop owner, I suppose you don't – take any credit or or feel responsible for what people do with the guns. But when you've got a magic shop, is there some sort of responsibility or accountability if you're selling all this shit that can you know can do all this stuff for real? All this crazy ass stuff that you've dealt with as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that's what well she does say that to Giles is that that I think she says something about the the hand of glory packs a wicked punch. You should probably do a seven day check or something on people before you sell it. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Like that was one of the suggestions she made. Oh, she's right on the ball, eh? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just sort of thinking now. Like this yeah. stuff is pretty fucking dangerous in this universe. Yeah. And again, she's very autistic coded, especially in this episode when it's just Well when you ask her, you know, it makes ask him to have a nice day. It's like, what do I care if they have a nice day? <laughs> yes. What do I ask them that for? Yeah. But I will say just coded, like she's a representation of what perhaps Joss Whedon thought autistic people were like. Well, I mean, you suppose at being a demon like that, she probably probably wouldn't be aware of human customs and stuff like that. Probably a lot of that stuff would go over her head. Oh, she must have – like it wasn't or like she was – being nice to people. Or being nice to people, yes. But she used to have to kind of con them into making the wish to begin with. So. Yeah, but that's not being nice. That's being manipulative. So that's a little different. Yeah, but she would have had to have had some sort of pleasantries in place. Hmm. Like be kind of on point with the customs. Yeah. But it's not the same as like the service industry, is it? No. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, oh, yeah, so we d- barely get any spike in this. <laughs> Just fi- one scene? One scene. One scene, yeah. And it's a, a pretty memorable scene. It's a bit of a fan favourite, the out for a walk. Pitch. Okay, is that like a t-shirt or something, is it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, but only he could get away with saying that line. Hmm. So is this the foreshadowing because when she comes out and catches him there, he's like, oh, I'm just walking through, you know, whatever, you know, I don't care. And as he walks off, you see about five or six cigarette butts there. Yeah, so it's obvious that he hasn't, He's he was just lurking. He was stalking? <laughs> Perving? Yes, stalking Buffy. Yeah. Again, stalking her. Hmm. And I think she kind of switched on a little bit to it too. Yeah, I don't think she's quite worked out what's going on with him. Yeah. 
Um, and she was kind of still a bit pissed off about what happened in the last episode because mm, Riley yeah. nearly died because yeah. of him. Oh, and he tried to kill her too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he was trying to kill her. Yeah. Yes. There is that. <laughs> Just get over it. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really have much more to talk okay. about in this episode because oh, no. it really is an overarc episode. Hmm. So well, it, at least it, it it just it just moves the story forward. Yeah. Well, at least episode. it at least it finally reveals what the series is about and the big bad and all that. So it's kind of it's pretty important for that. I've do I have a few things I'd like to mention as well. Uh, nothing, nothing big, just a few little things. So at the end of the episode, um, you, when you see Joyce reading a magazine, mm-hmm. uh, if you look closely, Sarah Michelle Gellar is, is on the on magazine. magazine. <laughs> yeah. I had to look at that one, and she's got like a bob. Yeah, she got like a bob. Yeah, it's kind of the sim- same bob that she was wearing in Restless. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, I think it's. A, I think you, you said it might have been. She was a. I think it was Revlon a Revlon. I think it's a Revlon ad. Yeah, um, yeah. Quite clearly, that one. You know, need to. You can pause it, but you can see even see without pausing it. It's yeah, pretty prominent. Um, uh, so apparently, this was the highest rated or highest viewed episode for the season. I don't know about. Doesn't yeah. make a difference. Doesn't make yeah. a difference. No. Well, yeah, I was just saying, is this one of the best episodes of the season? God no. God no. Okay. All right. I Hell can't tell. No. Them. It's I can't not tell even, them apart. <laughs> not even close to one of the best episodes. No. Okay. Right. Maybe that's a follow-on from the previous episode or something. Where people see the last one, they tend to watch the next one. Maybe. I, no. I don't. I have no. no idea what. Okay. What mystical things were in place <laughs> for that to be the highest-rated episode? Of the season. Yeah. Okay. I would have thought the the finale would get the most, but anyway. Well, the internet never lies, Eddie. <laughs> All right. Have you seen this episode before? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Uh, I don't think so. And have did you go down any rabbit holes? Oh, just, I have a little rabbit hole here. So, uh, what's the actress who plays Gloria again? What's her name? Uh, Claire Kramer. Uh, Claire Kramer. She starred in In and Out. Now, do you remember the 1997 oh, movie yes. In and Out with uh, Kevin Kline, Joan Cusack, uh-huh. Tom Selleck, Matt Dillon? So this is a late 90s film, or late, late, late mid-90s film. So Matt Dillon's character is an actor and he's at the Oscars and he's just won the Best Actor Award. And in his acceptance speech, he thanks his... Drama teacher who was Kevin Klein, he's watching it at home with his wife or his, his fiance. And as he's thanking him, he says, Oh, and by the way, he's gay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, I remember the film coming at the time and you know, finding it funny and all that. And I was just re watching a, a preview of it now and it just, oh, I just think it hasn't aged well at all, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because the, the, the whole sort of crux of the film is. Um, him trying to ungay himself, basically, mm. to prove that he's not gay. And then he realizes he. Is. And in the end, he realizes he's gay, which also asks the question: How did Matt Dillon's character know he was gay? Yeah. <laughs> but also outing him on national TV like that, like as he's being engaged, like oh my god. Yeah. You know those movie things, things that happen in movies that seem nice and wholesome, but when you think about it, in, in reality, that'd be frightening that, if that really happened. Yeah. Well, it actually turns out that actually really did happen because this was actually based on the true story. In Tom Hanks' acceptance speech for Philadelphia, 
uh, he congratulated his drama teacher uh, for his help and ma- mentioned that he was gay. I had no idea about this. This movie was actually based on that. Oh, the uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, uh, the difference being that his teacher was fine with it and was okay with being outed as being gay. I think he kind of did out himself a little bit, but maybe not to everyone. So it was a semi-outing anyway, but not as bad as the as that film. And the reason I, I was watching it because, uh, yeah. The guy, in other words, the guy didn't have a fiancé. He was, <laughs> he was actually gay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think if anyone who possibly knew him probably knew anyway, but, you know, it was... It was just in those days he probably didn't announce it as you as you would now. Or he wouldn't need to. Yeah. And because Claire Clamber was in that film. She was one of the students in it. But it's just so weird. Like the <clears throat> Kevin Klein's character has been followed around by the press and everyone wants to interview him and stuff like yeah. that. It's just so weird that in that situation the, the press would follow around this guy and there's like tall TV cameras at the front. Tom Selleck, who's like some sort of reporter, was following him around, who was actually gay as well in the film. Um, and I, I don't know if they shared a kiss or something as well. I can't remember that part. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I just... Uh, to be honest, I never watched the movie. I, I saw it a long time ago and, you know, it was kind of funny at the time. But uh, I don't know if I could rewatch it now. But, uh, but the fact that that was actually based off a, <laughs> off a real event was what's what threw me the most on that. Yeah. I found that quite interesting. Yeah. And that was my rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, doing question time? Yeah, we'll go into question time. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. All right, Jared. Which character was your favourite? G-L-O-R-Y. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Glory? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Glory as well. Uh, which character do you love to hate in this episode? Maybe Anya. Oh, okay. Terrible customer service. <laughs> Pack in the bag. All right, now you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just went with Dawn. Dawn, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right, with the ominous line of, you know, I don't care that you're the Slayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you really think I care you're the Slayer? There's a few moments in that episode. Read into it what you will. Oh. <laughs> uh, LOL moment? Four words, Eddie. Out for a walk, bitch. <laughs> Ridgy didge. Do, do the little Ridgy didge. Ridgy didge. Yeah, I've got that too. <laughs> Hello, cutie pie. Yeah, it's the, what are you doing here, Spike? And it's like, look, five words or less. <laughs> Out for a walk, bitch. <laughs> and he, like, as I said before, I don't know how he gets away with doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Why she puts up with it. That's mm-hmm. the other thing maybe you should be asking. Yeah. Well, it is. She could have just like staked a, him right then like and there. a pet vampire. Oh, yeah. It is very weird. Mm. She could have just staked him right then and there. She he did try to kill her last week, so I don't think anyone has a problem yeah, with that. Yeah, but he's tried to kill her multiple times <laughs> at this stage. At this point, it's just an inconvenience. Yes. At this point, it's just an annoyance. <laughs> what is it? A mild annoyance. Very mild. Uh, all right. Favorite fight scene? Oh, the Clash of the Titans. Yeah. 
Buffy versus Glory. Yeah. And Glory won, Buffy zero. Yeah. Well, it is that thing where she was, she's been absolute plowing, like in the previous episodes, she is plowing through the vampires. Well, actually, even the start of this episode, she that, beat that huge vampire. That the vampire guy was, was massive. Massive <laughs> as well. Like this huge, beefy he was guy. He's like 6'5, and he was built like, a, like a, built like a fucking shit brick house as well. And she beat the crap out of him like it was nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it was just weird seeing her almost. She was always like just swatted like a fly. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't even break a sweat. Yeah. Uh, favorite scene. So I thought the Buffy in a trance scene was done okay. Yeah, that's look, my favorite. Look pretty cool. As well. oh, what is yours? Yeah. 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 I thought she was dreaming at first. I wasn't didn't sure. Wasn't quite sure what was going on. So I thought she was dreaming. Well, it's also the fact that uh, I was surprised that. You know, Buffy could actually do that spell. Like, probably season one, Buffy wouldn't have been able to do a spell like that. Yeah. Well, they're all easy. Just light some candles and say some No, no. It? I think she had to get into like a deep, deep meditative state. Yeah. And some eyes of Newt never go astray. Yeah. With some magic incense and sand. <laughs> and Newt. Need more Newt. No, did we? Didn't they already discuss the Newt? Newt? That was salamander eyes. Ah, Yes. You work with what we've got, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, my favourite scene is, yeah, Dawn, like the flickering in out in and out of Dawn from mm. the photos. Yeah, to finally reveal to the characters that Dawn is not real. So that sudden yeah. realisation is like, oh, okay. But also the fact that it's actually nothing to do with, uh, like the reason why Buffy does it is because she thinks something's after yeah. her, after her mum. yeah. And then, then she thinks it's something to do with Dawn. So there's like a. But then, but yeah, then because uh, Dawn is flickering in and out, mm. that's when she's like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, but if Dawn's not real, then why is her mother ill? And yeah. sort of puts those two to two together. Yeah. Uh, least favorite scene. So the misdirection scenes with Dawn, I thought, were pretty lame. Mm. <laughs> Want tea, Mom? Hmm. I made it for you. So evil. Very ominous. Mm. Uh, You know what I don't like about this episode? It's like. Does it begin with the letter R? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) When Dawn tells Riley that he's not allowed to go patrolling with Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. And that he's all kidney. Kitney. Kitney. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. All that Buffy likes him when he's all kitney and weak. <laughs> Shaking my head. Shaking my yeah. head. Dawn. Shut up, Dawn. Quiet, you. Um, okay, favourite quote. I often go for the funny quotes, but I'm not going to go for a funny quote this time because I did like this quote. Uh, so when the monk is dying and he's talking to Buffy. Mm-hmm. And the monk says, human, now human and helpless. Please, she is innocent. She needs you. And Buffy replies, she's not my sister. And the monk says, she doesn't know that. Yeah. And you're so, going to hear that every single intro. Like oh, really? Like previously on Buffy. I mean, you, you're thinking she's nefarious and she's up to something the whole time. But and really, and she's it, just a 14-year-old yeah. girl being a bitch to her sister. Well, I mean, I don't know what she is really, to be honest. <laughs> But she thinks she is, though. Yeah. So that's, you know, what's important, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I did like that final reveal to Buffy. 
Yeah. Uh, my favourite quote is from Giles. And it was when he's given the Dag- Dagon-, Dagon Sphere. And he's like, oh, it appears to be paranormal in origin. And Willow says, how can you tell? And he's like, well, it's so shiny. <laughs> Dagon Sphere. I thought I called Dagon it the Dragon Sphere, did oh, I? Should be a da- Dagon Sphere? <laughs> oh, I can't fix that yeah. now. It's in there. Uh, who gets the wooden spoon? I gave it to Spike. Yeah. Stalky Spike. It's been a little pathetic. Yeah. It's a little pathetic. It was, yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm going to give it to Glory. Because okay. those shoes are not suitable for going to battle with a slayer. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, you say that, but she won. So, well, I mean. <laughs> no one really won. Oh, <laughs> that's what people say when they lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, Buffy got away, so. Yeah. And took her monk. <laughs> yeah, her monkey. Oh, that's right. She <laughs> kept calling him monkey, didn't she? Forgive me. Monkey. Uh, and who's the MVP of the episode? I gave it to the monks. I too gave it to the monks. Really? Yes. We're oh. agreed. We're, we have agreed on a lot of them. Tonight. I know. Well, not as. I think we've agreed on more in other ones, but uh, that was a surprise one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Monks. Yeah. They gave their life to protecting the key. And it was a good plan. And it's a good plan. Yeah. Because now Buffy has to protect that fucking key. <laughs> yeah. Should lock her away with another key. <laughs> well, so to get the key, well, you'd have to get another key. They've made her have an emotional attachment to her. Yeah. yeah. But that was a smart move. Yeah. And finally, what do you rate the episode out of 10? Five cups of completely normal tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Completely, completely normal. Completely normal. Not poisoned not at poisoned, all. Not poisoned, no. Just nothing that's making Joy sick. No. It just was just normal tea. Tea. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It was just tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I gave it five out of ten shiny orbs. Shiny orbs. Now, yeah. funny you mentioned the shiny orbs. I just realized I forgot to ask. Mm. Where the fuck did that shiny orb come from? Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> She the, just pulls it out and no, out no, 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 I no, that. no. The watchman at the start of you just weren't paying attention. Okay. Uh, the watchman, the night watchman at the start, picks it up and gives it to her. Yes. And says, "Oh, you dropped this." Yes. And well, and he thinks that um, she's there for a rave, so he thinks it's like a glow. Stick, yeah, but wh- whatever. So, what was the orb doing there? I know he gave it to her. I know that scene where he gave it to her. But where did it come from? The monk. The monk had put it like the monk was in the abandoned building. Oh, he fa- just found it in the building. No, no, he had like he left the Dagon Sphere out there as for protection. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so when she took it, they she took their protection away. Is that was yes. that what happened? Oh, yes. right. Okay. Yeah. So he found it there, and okay, right. But was it just on the floor on front outside the property to protect them? Yeah. Why didn't they use that last time? Maybe they didn't have it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Well, well, the guy was still alive, so something maybe yeah. maybe they did. Okay, all right, yeah. Well, that settles that then. There were three of them. Oh, so okay, three monks. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, yeah, that's that's the last little epilogue there that I just uh, wanted to get off my chest. Uh, what about you? Any anything else you want to get off, or you're done? I'm done. Yeah, I mean, like for the, this episode, not forever, right? <laughs> just for this. Just episode. for this episode, all right. Uh, So we're just going to wrap it up now. Mm -hmm. So 
Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us again tonight. We at Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. And I'm Edwina. And if you want to send us a message or anything, where can you find us, Eddie? You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group. And you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help out the podcast, please follow Please follow the link tree on the socials to our merch store yes and always be sure to like share subscribe chuck a comment anything at all we'll respond maybe yeah. <laughs> sure sure take care bye bye Grrr. Want tea, Mom? Hmm. I made it for you. <laughs>